Yo. Hello, hello, hello. What up? We're back. Another week. Episode seven? Dang, is it? <laughs> it is seven, six, right? Yeah. 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 Wow, seven weeks. <laughs> go by fast. Went by fast. Yeah, we're here. We are here. It is a hot it was hot today. It, it's like hell hot. It's gonna be ninety nine degrees Thursday. It is so hot outside. <laughs> like I was just like Oh yeah, we're definitely gonna die. <laughs> wait, 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 what? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we're dying tonight. <laughs> like global warming is a thing. Oh girl. <laughs> like it's that hot. It really is. When you start hot. to believe, like not start to, but when you start to understand, <laughs> understand this, it. the gravity. Like, oh, this is what y'all was talking about. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. It was hot. I mean, but July is usually hot, though. So I'm knows? not even complaining because I like the summer. I do. And for the last couple summers, it has been very sh- shitty. Mm. I feel like rain yeah. and cold. It was cold on uh, 4th of July one year. I remember bringing a sweater to like watch the fireworks. It was cold. Yeah. I'm Ashley. <laughs> I'm Nima. <laughs> Poetic Recovery on IG. Yvonne Smiles on the Instagrams. So how was your day today? How was your weekend? Uh, my weekend was really good. My dad threw a festival in Newark called Power Fest. Mm-hmm. Um, the turnout was really, really, really dope. Uh, it's really cool to see like the people you love, like to see their dreams manifest mm-hmm. into like actual things that happen. That's dope. And see people support them. It was pretty fire. That's um, cool. That was most of my weekend. That's cool. I'm trying to think what I did. <laughs> oh, I went swimming Saturday. Oh, nice. You were supposed to come. Girl, I was dead tired. Nah, I feel you. Tired to the world. Yeah, I went swimming on Saturday. Didn't do anything. And then Sunday, I was bored. I was like, I want to do something. But I just stayed home again. <laughs> just stayed home and chill. Fair. Yeah. Oh, no, we got ice cream Sunday. Oh, that was Saturday. Oh, that was Saturday. That was Saturday. <laughs> ice cream. You came to rest. No, that was Sunday. Yeah, that had to be Sunday. No. I don't know. Who, knows? Who knows? Either way. I'm um, confused. We're here. <laughs> um, yes, we are here. Uh, better than ever because we are alive and above ground. Now that that's a fact. Um that's a blessing. You want to start off with your affirmation this week? Sure. Um so affirmation. I'm not going to rush anything. I'm not going to stress out or worry about how things will work out for me. Instead of overthinking, I will align my faith with divine timing and trust that everything that belongs in my life is making its way towards me right now. Say that for the kids in the back again. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. I'm I'm just saying. No, 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 I'm just kidding. Uh, That's a good one. It was really, yeah, that manifested within my soul. Yeah, that's how I'm feeling. Yeah. That's accurate. Um... Because my affirmation is I am refreshed, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I've been having issues with, like, I set impossible goals for myself. <laughs> I do. Like, I'll astronomical. Are they possible? No. Like, I'd be like, I'm going to lose 10 pounds this week. Oh, Like, you yeah, know, like, no. stuff like that. It's <laughs> just, like, really not logical. But, mm-hmm. like, I'd be like, I'm going to push myself. And then I feel bad when I don't do it. So I'm refreshing. Yeah, refresh. <laughs> Hit that refresh button. I'm refreshing. Um, I mean, I, that was, I wonder, like, are they really impossible? But if it's like that, then, yeah, that's impossible. But do you do you think all your goals are, are impossible? No. Okay. But do you think, like, give me an example of what you think is impossible. Like, I'm going to lose 10 pounds. Okay, prime size that one. <laughs> oh, wait, <laughs> before vacation. You're crazy. That's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Or even like I came to terms that like I'm not necessarily a more. I've always known I wasn't a morning person, but I'd be like, yeah, you're going to get up and run a mile every morning. And like some mornings I get up and do it. <laughs> but most mornings I don't because I'm not a morning person. I gave it a death stare. Like, right? girl. <laughs> so instead of five days a week, maybe I can say, all right, two days out the week, Nima. You could try. Right. Yeah. That's bite size. That doable. Is. That's that's definitely doable. So I shall refresh. I'm refreshed. I like that. Start anew. Breathe. <laughs> spritzer the face. And start again. Let's get this shit. <laughs> <laughs> and start again. Yes. Um. Life hacker. 
so this week we um we're gonna be we have a life hacker yes but it's all a part of the actual uh, topic of the day mm-hmm. um which is the angry black woman <sighs> um and i feel like as black women and with a platform we should definitely advocate for other black women and i think that's our whole premise for starting a podcast like this to yeah. create safe spaces for these conversations so that somebody else can understand or even understand the perspective if they are not a black woman or for black women to feel like oh okay i'm not crazy right (laughs) you know um because a lot of time that's pushed on us along with angry it's just like oh you're making it up in your head a lot of times i hate that term angry black woman why are you so mad what you what you mean we will get there (laughs) we'll get there so I do. I want to start off with um, Ash. Are you angry? <laughs> I'm sorry, my mic almost fell. Uh, <laughs> Am I angry? I'm not angry. Okay. Do I have angry moments? Yes. Okay. Do I have uh, moments where I go from zero to a hundred? Yes. <laughs> but I wouldn't title myself or label myself as angry. Okay. You know, like right. they're just isolated moments. Honestly, for the most part, I'm very calm. I don't like confrontation. Yeah. So to say, nah, that's not me. Yeah. But I can see people, if, if someone were to like be around me and see an incident where I have an attitude, um, I'm going off on somebody. Like I talked before, like if I'm going at you or going for the jugular, I want to hurt your feelings. Then if that's all they see, then they definitely label me as that. True. So. Yeah. Um. See, I got a complicated response to this. Am I angry or not? Because um, one, I don't, I, I am not somebody who will go off on somebody. It will take Jesus to come home. Yeah. There is very rare instances that I'm like going at it, screaming, because when someone starts screaming at me, I'm done. I'm not having a conversation with you. You need to lower your voice because I ain't doing it. Mm-hmm. I'm not your child. Right. You yell at children. And you shouldn't even do that. Right. <laughs> Nonetheless. But um, would I say I'm angry? Yes. Mm. I'm pissed. Mm. I'm pissed. Right? Mm-hmm. And I think not only as a black woman, but as a human being, mm-hmm. we can all be pissed. Yeah. This is a weird time. 2019? Like, if someone wrote it down, in a book and said this was <laughs> happening. This was a year and telling me a story and yeah. Trump was president and I would be like, that's a crazy story. That's a crazy story. Oh no, this is this is what we're living though. I remember, it's unbelievable. Girl, I remember during the election, like the election time when they were running, and I was just like, you know, when I turned on the TV for the news, like sometimes I think like this is all a charade. Like, this is a game. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is a show. Like, you can watch it like you watch Housewives exactly. House no, of Atlanta. <laughs> you can. It's wild crazy. And then Trump became president. I was mad sad. The, I was, oh my God. It's a real thing. The exact feeling I had <laughs> when Obama became president is the complete opposite <laughs> of what I felt when Trump became president. Right, yes. Yeah. It w- <sighs> And then to see him, all right, just <laughs> go somewhere else. Cause I'm just saying like to see him like remain in office and rem- do the stupid asinine shit that he does. And it's, he's still there yeah. and it pisses me off because it's like, yeah, maybe I am angry. <laughs> I don't, I'm not angry, but it just pisses me off because like politicians, they, they turn a blind eye to it. Like why are you turning a blind eye to it? Like, right. why are you not I mean, we're not talking about Trump today, but because we mentioned it, I just want to get this off my chest because it's ridiculous. The shit that he just said recently about the three women, the three black women, wait, what, to go back to their countries. Nigga, they from here. I'm upset. (laughs) Nigga, we from here. (laughs) I'm Drake. I'm upset. No, like, it's, it's, yeah, he's. I'm upset. This is a real thing. And I work next to people who voted for him, right? See, that's some bullshit. And that is heavy, right? That's some bullshit. I don't, I think one of my coworkers did vote for him. She ain't saying nothing. But I think she did. Not only did they vote for him, but they have the audacity to tell me to my face that they voted for him. You know, in work, you don't talk about religion, politics. Yeah. 
you, you what's shouldn't. What's the other thing? Religion and politics. I think, I think that's it. Religion, religion and politics. And politics. Yeah. You shouldn't, because that, that can start a war. Now, from, it literally can't start a war. From their mouth. See, nah. Right? And corporate America is already a battlefield for a black woman. Are these white coworkers? I have to ask because. Oh, yeah. But that's not far-fetched because I do know fam- black family oh, members uh, yeah. that have voted for Trump. Ding, 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 ding. Out of. So do I. Out of ignorance. My, when I found out who voted, they, it was just out of, I don't even know what, it, I feel like that was just a dumb reason to vote for them. And I feel like ignorance is a little bit um, harsh and I don't want to be harsh. No, I don't think ignorance is harsh saying it. When they explain their reasons to me, mm-hmm. I can see. How, so I think the average American does not understand politics. No, that's Does facts. not understand the gravity or the charade that happens mm-hmm. or what what it takes to get things put into law. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So they don't understand how the power structure works. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times when I'm listening, I've studied politics. I'm a dork. Yes. You know way more than I do. Not, ex- not, I can't get a degree in it, you but I could kind of, I could kind of guesstimate about what's going on. Like mm-hmm. I know enough to have conversations about it. Right. So when I hear people, when I hear their reasoning, so I always, I'm interested if they have the audacity to tell me that they voted for Trump. Yeah, I, I want to know why. what their reasons are. Yeah. I ask why. And um, they're usually very like, oh, he's a businessman and you know, America's in debt and he can take America from the red to the black. Okay. Okay. But I wanted their, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's it. Exactly. Okay. Well, I had one person tell me that they, um, but they even tell me this is what I was told that, that a family member voted for Trump because he was the only one that mentioned God. I said, "Oh, look Ooh, at us! That is another look at us, another topic that we can go on and on and on for days because yeah, yeah, not right now, <laughs> <laughs> not now, um, not now. But yeah, so politics is one, and and I feel like." For black women, because that was from a human perspective yeah, yeah, yeah. as to why I'm upset. But like from a black woman perspective, like I am at the age of where people start having kids mm-hmm. and I'm considering, do I want to have kids or not? Mm-hmm. And when I consider that, not, like my white counterpart or my, I can't even say Spanish because they ain't the same, but we are. Right. Um, I ha- also have to think about the gravity it takes or the, of the weight of the load that I have to take on to protect my child mm-hmm. not just like from illnesses and make sure their teeth are clean that they don't get cavities and right. you know like basic human needs don't mm-hmm. run in the street be a well-rounded human being but also i have to think will they be safe in a world like this that was um like aside from my own reasons for not having children that was one of the things that i thought of too like what am i bringing a child in this world for like, what is the purpose at this point? Like, you know, when our parents were younger, there seemed to be more hope and stuff for, you know, having, bringing a life into this world. At this point, and I, like, I'm just like, nah, I don't want to bring no child into this <laughs> bullshit. Like, I got to bring a black child into this bullshit, a black man into this bullshit. <laughs> like, then I got to worry about that. Like you said, you got to worry about the impact that this world is going to have on that child. Like, we literally have to sit down and teach our kids Things totally, oh my God, I'm getting, now I'm getting angry. Totally different from what white people teach their kids. Yeah. And, and it's unexpected that you have to teach different things to different demographics. But that's But like, I remember my dad telling me I had to be like 12, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe 10. And I remember him telling me, he's like, you're a black, he's like, not only are you black, but you're a black woman. And everything you do you're going to have to fight 10 times harder to, yep. to do, mm-hmm. to move in this world. And when he said that, it didn't, didn't click. You're I didn't 12. understand the gravity, right? <laughs> yeah. Now that I get older, I'm just like, well, damn. Like, I don't want to have to have that conversation with my kid. I want my kid to be a kid. Ain't going to happen. Right? Not with us. I, and it ain't like we could, like, have the... <laughs> biracial children because you still got to have the conversation oh gosh yeah that's even that's another conversation you got to have which so is heavy also. that's very heavy because then you get hatred from not only hello whites hello or whatever or non-colored yeah. or <laughs> no. whatever have you yeah. the racist mm-hmm. you also have to get it from your own your people own. Yep. yep and then like we already all struggle with belonging exactly 
so I mean, even as a light skinned young girl with <sighs> red hair growing up, it was just like but I'm not Sp- like I grew up in a predominantly Spanish mm-hmm. area and the blacks was just like you like we we don't really like you. Yeah. You look funny. You look funny. That's crazy. And you think you all that. Never thought I was all that. By the <laughs> No, but because you're light skinned, that's what By the assume. way, I never thought I was all that. And then when that's I the went assumption. to go hang with the others and they're just like but you're black. But you're <laughs> and I'm like, okay, that's fine. That reminded me of um did you it's a show on Netflix now called Family Reunion with uh Tia Mari Mari, I don't know how to pronounce her last name. Mm-hmm. Um The twins. But, yeah, the twins. But it's with Tia. And it's a family, it they got four kids. Um and her and her husband who's an ex football player, they end up moving back down south with his family. But the one girl, the oldest girl, she's very fair skinned. Like she looks like she I think the girl that plays her is biracial. I don't know. I, I looked it up and didn't say it, but I think she is. Um, but she's very fair skinned. And they mention they they hit on that. Like they talk about it because they be talking about um they make fun of her, like the little the brothers and sisters kind of make fun of yeah. her or whatever. Like you're light skinned, um, and she was like, the mom was like, well, you take off after my grandmother, and she was like, um, she was like, but grandma is white, and the brother brother was like, yeah, you're still lighter than her. <laughs> like is that reminded me of that though, like being teased for like your complexion, yeah, like whether you light or dark, you gonna get it, you gonna, you gonna get it, but we do it to ourselves in our own community. Oh yeah, that that whole like. That's an, that's another topic in itself. Yeah. So then we got that's that's my political reason why I'm pissed. Oh yeah. Right. Because that's just regular regular, right? And then mm-hmm. like I mentioned, like in my in the workforce, I work in corporate America, mm-hmm. and as I said, it's a battleground for a black woman, right? From the way I choose to style my hair, mm-hmm. from what I choose to wear, mm-hmm. from how I choose to talk. From how I choose, how I express emotions, mm-hmm. um, I think that's all. And I, um, I've worked in a place where one of the fairer skinned women on the team um, said that one of the darker skinned women was abusing her, right? And wow. I remember being able to watch the whole, like, all of their interactions. Mm-hmm. And I never once thought that it was a, abuse, right? I just thought she was direct. Okay. Just direct. Was she direct? Yes, just direct. And okay. the woman cried. Oh. Crying, saying that she felt abused. And I was so very confused. <sighs> because, okay. because if a... Cause if, oh, because if it was a black was woman yes. that was, okay. Because okay. if she was assertive mm-hmm. the way that the black woman was, it just be she's, she's about her business. Right, right. At least from a woman perspective. But from other men, men may have called her a bitch, but that's another topic. Yeah, that's because she's a right, woman. But within the women dynamic, yeah. it would have just like, oh, she's direct. Like, you know, mm-hmm. she's about her business. She wants to get things done. Cool. The other way around, it was like, she's abusive. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, this is crazy. They fear us. <coughs> yeah. I mean, but you know what's funny, though? Because I feel like in for the, for the, the I guess she was a supervisor in a supervisor position, I guess. Yeah. For her, she might have been very more assertive so people would take her seriously. But because she's a black woman, it comes across as you're being abusive. You're being, you know, harsh. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we have to do that. Like sometimes we have to put, be assertive in our position. Like why, why can't we show that authority right. like other women do, like right. other women in our position do that are not black women. I mean, in the, in there's two sides to it though. Right. Cause I feel like as black women, we're not as open and vulnerable mm-hmm. as along with being assertive. Right. So when people don't know you and don't have a gist of your personality, they automatically have assumptions about you. Which is natural. Mm-hmm. That's that's how we work as human beings. So like, there's a it's a catch twenty two. Yeah, and that's the more things that you have to allocate brain power. It's it's a little annoying though because I feel like you know people, um, we judge on what we see, right? But I feel like the narrative for black women is always one sided. It's never like yes, we yes people know they are successful black women. They are educated black women, which is like a lot of us. Um, they are black women that can be in professional settings and carry themselves. But for some reason, the smacking, 
the all that gets seen when they see us yeah the attitude quote unquote the ghetto quote unquote whatever that's what they see when they see us mm-hmm. and that's it even if you've let your guard down once and yep. you've been and you spoke very educated mm-hmm. every other time right not that mm, i wish i didn't say that because speaking the way that we speak culturally oh you know it's yeah. it's not not, it's not, not there's educated. not a lack of yeah. education right not by f- black women are the highest demographic mm-hmm. of educated individuals we stay in school <laughs> we bought highest that degree demographic let that sink in don't you think that financially the community would be somewhere else what do you mean usually we associate a degree oh, 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 with oh. opportunity no because we're black women so now we're gonna get the same rate <laughs> as our male counterparts or our racial uh you know no another reason why i'm pissed off there you go <laughs> because not only do i gotta fight for myself to be heard at work but and for opportunities yeah but now i also have the fight to just be like to get what i'm to get, worth yeah yep yeah <laughs> that's it just what i'm worth like you do the work, you get paid. That's what it should be. It's that's what it should be, but it ain't. Which I don't understand why it's not that way. But it ain't gonna ever be that way. Men are always gonna get more than we we do, and then we as black women are always gonna get less than everybody else. We're at the bottom. See, I don't want to say never though. I'm gonna say never because you know how it could happen. How if we own our own businesses and create and create <clears throat> create the table, build the table, cut the wood to build the table. Mm-hmm. Build the chairs. But a lot of us do have businesses, black people in general. A lot of people are, like, especially now, I feel like the entrepreneurial, like, demographic is, like, booming and ri- raising, rising, sorry, um, with black businesses, I feel like. Um, we just have to help. We have to put into our people. We can't keep using that narrative of, like, if something bad goes ha- happens with this black business, like, oh, this is why I don't support black businesses. I hate when people say that. Right, yeah. Because it's one business. They, it has nothing to do with this black person. It's one. Because <laughs> if you don't get ketchup in your bag when you go to McDonald's, exactly. and you wanted that ketchup, you're not going to say, I ain't never going to McDonald's. I ain't never going to McDonald's. No, you're going <laughs> to go back. You're going to keep going back when you don't get the ketchup. You're going to keep going back when the ice cream machine broken. Yeah. So keep supporting black businesses. One don't have nothing to do with the other. Yeah. There was... um. There was this quote I read, and it was this, well, not quote, but um, this guy was teaching a financial empowerment mm-hmm. um, master class, as they call them now, mm-hmm. <laughs> webinar, whatever you want to call them. And he was saying that the difference between um, black businesses and other businesses is that they do, they do what there's a need for. And we are like, I want to start this T-shirt company. Mm-hmm. I want to start yeah. this makeup company, mm-hmm. right? So there's a different kind of when you when when your business is leisure based, your income is also if the if the economy is suffering, you will suffer. Do you think so though? Because absolutely. I feel like, but I feel like people people shop. They shop when they broke. They shop when the economy down. <laughs> People be at the mall all the time, but everybody's screaming out, I got debt, I got debt. I mean, if that was true, then stores wouldn't be closing down left and right. But what kind of stores are closing down, though? Not these high-end stores, not stores that have been around for years. Target ain't closing. Well, Walmart ain't closing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, like, they've, they've been absorbing companies. Like, you know, that's a different, I think that's a different. But what's, like, what stores you mean then? <laughs> like, mom and pop stores or just, like, the Gap? <laughs> The Gap, Old Navy, yeah, like those stores. Toys R Us, you know what I mean? Like, but that's because Amazon came around, kind of. Yeah, because people chose to use their money differently. But that's what I'm saying. People still are using their money. Like, so I don't, I don't know. I got to see the comparison because I feel like even with leisure stuff, people still buy. Like, I see businesses, people still purchase whether Mm -hmm. that they broke or not. People try to like. This is a lady I follow, and she has her business. She has it for like six years now. And she was getting DMs because people would ask her, can, can they start Apple Pay? I'm mean, not Apple Pay, uh, Afterpay, that thing you could do, like, payments. And she was like, why am I going to do, if you need Afterpay to pay for something that's $60, you don't need to buy this $60 item. I know I want my business to grow, but I'm not even going to offer that to my people because now you're putting yourself in a hole and putting yourself in debt just to buy this product. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing. People still going to buy. <laughs> yeah. They still going to buy. They, people going to use their credit cards and get in debt. Mm-hmm. People going to 
whatever they gotta do, they gonna buy it just because it's we like to have things. Yeah. For some reason. The, it's America. But yeah. I do think um I understand what you're saying, but um I also think that there's something to a need based business. Like everybody gotta get their taxes done. Mm. You can't you can't skip out on that. No, you can't, but people gonna go to our H and R block. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, support, support black or turbo 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 tax. Yeah. Do that shit on your own. Yeah, yeah. I mean it is. Both my tax people have been black. I've only had two. Mine have been two. Me. Me. <laughs> <laughs> it was me. Yeah. Um. So. Uh. Also. Mm-hmm. Another reason why I'm pissed. Oh god, you are pissed, pissed, aren't you? Heist. That's what I like to say when I'm really pissed off at work. I'm like, I am heist. They're like, what? <laughs> what? What? What is this uh, new word you coming up with? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I gotta catch myself. Sometimes I be like, yeah. <laughs> did that? Just say that? Oh, whatever. Yes, yes, I said I did. that. It's cool. Whatever. <laughs> no skin off my back. Um, but at home, the fight at home between black man and black woman. Oh gosh. We going there. Who they <laughs> and they call us angry. They do. They call us that more than other, any other pe- person calls us that. I've. Well, I mean, to my face, I've definitely been called um, <laughs> angry. Really? From from a like a boyfriend, spouse, whatever. Yeah. Wow. More than I've ever been from outside of that. That's crazy. Yeah. I've never been called that, but there's been times where it's like, oh, calm down. I'm calm. <laughs> I'm just having a conversation with now you. Now I'm pissed. <laughs> now I'm pissed. Now I'm mad because you tell me to calm down when I'm already calm. We definitely said that last we week. We did. <laughs> but yeah, like I, I've had that before. Like yeah. I've, no one's ever like said to my face, like you angry black person or angry black woman. Like nobody's ever said that or just call me angry in general. Like why is it that if I demand respect and I want certain things from this relationship or business partnership or, um, this service that you're providing me, I'm angry. Right. Because I'm I'm demanding respect. I'm demanding a standard of care mm-hmm. that you should give to all. <laughs> like to anyone. <laughs> it's it's crazy. We're just not allowed to have that that free range. Yeah. We're we're we have to be like in a box. Like we have to contain ourselves everywhere. Mm-hmm. Unless we're here. Yeah. Or with our girlfriends. Cause if we if we let out we do we're not that say that we some of us don't we do but if we if when we do that then we run the risk of getting labeled or now now your boyfriend your husband now he going out now he leaving yeah right you know what i'm saying like oh, all right if i speak up too much and if i nag too much then yeah. he's not going to listen and and it's called nagging because i'm just saying hey can you clean up <laughs> Can you not put your socks on the floor? Right. Can you go get a job instead of sitting on my couch? Can you get a better job? See, that's also, (laughs) no, but that's also like a part, like millennial women are making more money than their men at this Mm -hmm. point in time. So now the dynamic of a relationship is changing. It is. It's it's evolving to something new. Like I, I know more men that stay home with their kids now than Mm -hmm. women. Wow. Yes. Is that because... Hmm. Is that because they're, I don't know, I'm trying to think what that would be. Why? Like, why is that? Like, is it because there's no job for them? For them? Is it because they want a better job? Or they're, they're saying like, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to work this until I get this better job. Like, um, what's his name? Uh, oh, my gosh. Lawrence from Insecure. Yeah. Um, you ain't going to work in a regular job because you think this is going to happen. Nigga, get a job. <laughs> just, just get a regular job right now. <laughs> It's okay. <laughs> so what I got to say is a little controversial. All right. Um, but You're I always think, controversial. And, and that's fine. I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that black women are taught a certain tenacity more than a black man. Right? Okay. In the family structure. Like, my mother always used to tell me, pull, pull up your big girl panties and get it done. Mm-hmm. I'm having a sad day. Something happened. Pull up your big girl panties and get it done. So that's my, that's my mentality. Like, I can be sad, but I still got to get this done. Mm-hmm. I still got to show up for my male counterparts. Mm-hmm. It, it's not always like that. Hmm. And I see the opposite. Really? I don't feel like I, I was never taught that when I grew up. I mean, I wasn't taught either pull up your pants or not. Like, <laughs> But I don't 
I feel like more men get taught that, like, be more manly, quote unquote. Um, you have to provide for your family. You have to be the breadwinner and stuff like that, you know? But that doesn't... Mm, I mean, so then what do you think is the reason why black women persevere, get these degrees, work these jobs, work four or five jobs, Mm -hmm. whatever job they can work for these babies. Mm -hmm. So food can still be on the table. Well, when I know black men, it's just like, well, well, like you said, for these babies. Right. So let's go with that. A lot of women and please forgive me because I'm not a single parent. I'm not a parent. But a lot of black women are single parents. And they don't have the help from their from the father. So a they don't have of, a choice. So they don't have a choice to do that. Yeah. So that's kind of like not what they've been taught to do, but just something they had to do on survival. See, but maybe they were taught because a lot of our a lot of their mothers were like that. So they see possibly it. They see the work. Possibly. Ooh. So then that's like the absent father in the house that doesn't show the young man to be a man. Possibly. Or yeah. how to be or whatever. But I, but a I man feel like is. that's but I feel like with the single mom that has a son they do teach their kids like to be a a stand-up man to provide for his family like that's still drilled into them at at some point um from the from the mother but i just feel like we as women just take on that responsibility even even me not having children i still take on this responsibility for my family like if my nieces need help like i'm always there if my if my cousin needs help i'm there like even if i don't have it i'm still providing for them because i feel like I have to keep that. I have to keep everybody grounded. I have to keep everybody secure and safe and make sure that they're good. Mm-hmm. No one taught me this. It's just a feeling that I have. Hmm. So I don't know. What I, I wonder what's the missing link to why why we do that? Yeah. Why we do that and why some men don't. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. We're gonna have to have a man it up in be, here. It could be a lot of it could be a lot of things for the simple fact that, like, of course, black men, um, they aren't are all, they aren't offered as many opportunities. That yeah, yeah. I do know. So I have had a friend who, um, we actually had the same job at one moment in time. Mm-hmm. Um, working in corporate America, mm-hmm. um, we were temps, and it crushed his soul more than it crushed my soul. Yeah, and he quit. Oh, the job itself crushes soul. I'm like, what crushes soul? Yeah, so gotcha. like working the job and mm-hmm. having to put on the face and smile and you know play the game. Yeah, it affected him more than it affected me. Not that it didn't affect me, but I knew I still needed this bread. You said it. I still needed this bread. Yeah. I still needed to, and I of course I want to go and make music. I want to go and paint for a living. I want to travel for a living. Yeah, but there's stepping stones to get in there you said it <laughs> and he quit to pursue his music that's the th- that's the that might be the difference there we as women i'm just specifically talking about black women we have we have future goals for ourselves not that men don't but we have strategic plans to get to those goals sometimes men act on impulse and be like all right fuck it i'm just gonna quit this and do this shit <laughs> where we like I'm going to take my job and it's my job. I want to quit every day. I was trying to take a leave, all that shit. <laughs> but I was like, you know what? I got vacation time. I got comp time. I got this time. Let me just make sure I take time off every month to woos off of myself and use this job for money to build what I need to build. Pay off my debt. Save money for a car. But I have end goals. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So we stick with what we have. So we that's why we get another job because we're like, you know what? I'm going to have to get another job. Get an Uber, get a Lyft, <laughs> get a DoorDash, whatever it is, yeah. to continuously make money, go back to school so I can get a better job that's going to pay me more. Yeah, I know. That's a battle for me every day because I want to go back to school, but I don't want to be in debt. <laughs> I just, that's I why don't. I had to stop. Girl. Yeah, I had to stop. I mean, I, I mean, I stopped for good reasons, though, because it just wasn't going to benefit me anymore. Yeah. But I think that's why we have not like yeah not to say that men don't have these goals for themselves because they do. But we kind of like we're like pushing all these entrepreneurs and stuff i'm talking about it's black women mm-hmm. they pushing themselves they lost their jobs so they they know what it was like to be like in the hole you know not having a car so they're like you know what i'm not gonna be put in this position again and i got kids too 
nah, we ain't doing this. <laughs> we not doing this. We got to eat. We got to eat. And I need yeah. to make sure that I'm there from some of like, I want to be there for my kids. I, I don't want to be working a nine to five. I want to be active. I want them to see me at their school place, see me at their, um, at their games. You know, I want to be home when they come home mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. That's what my mom did when she, she worked at a hospital. But as we got older, she's like, I want to be home. My kids get older, get, um, come home from school. So she got a job in the, in the school system. It's fair. You yeah. know, so it's like right. we make sacrifices for our future and for our, again, holding that, holding that weight. We got that weight on our shoulders. Yeah. I mean, I don't know who put it there, <laughs> but we got it. Sometimes we put it on ourselves. Yeah. And then we become angry. Yeah. <laughs> because we got so much shit. I'm upset. Right. <laughs> you don't see the struggle? <laughs> it's there. Along with them heavy ass titties. Girl. <laughs> I didn't take my bra off today. Oh. Damn. But um, <laughs> not to say that all men or all black men fail. No, no, definitely not to say that. This way and don't have that tenacity. Right. Um, I'm going to be honest, though. What up? It's, it's, it's few and far in between, man. <laughs> what, that? That I see men grinding like that. Oh, 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 oh. Um, for, for, I mean, unless they... Unless they're married and have kids, mm-hmm. then it's different. It's a yeah, and it's a dynamic you you're you're seeing. Yeah, so not the dynamic, but like you know my circle, your people. circle, yes, right, yeah. So mm-hmm. of course it's limited, right? Um, I would love to see like I do want to expand my. That's a part of my goals this year is mm-hmm. to like expand my circle so that I see mm-hmm. different people move in different ways and mm-hmm. um, getting in contact with more people. Um, especially <laughs> men, mm-hmm. because a lot of my relationships with men have been, oh, I want to holler. I ain't interested. Oh, it's a dub. <laughs> like, you know, we got to do better, men. People. We got to do better. People. I think people got to do better with having, it's a, the, you can be <laughs> a friend. You can be nope. an ally. Nope. It is possible. No, I'm, I'm we, agreeing with you, but no. Nope. we make it possible. Um, but so the way this ties into our life hacker is um, <sighs> today is seven sixteen mm-hmm. of nineteen. Yep. And five years ago today, I'm sorry, five years ago tomorrow, tomorrow mm-hmm. Eric Gardner was murdered by the cops. Yes. In New York. And um, so I had already been just feeling like we should talk about the narrative of an angry black woman Mm -hmm. but i saw his daughter speaking and it was so impactful that i felt like we needed to have this conversation now yeah agreed um i want to play her um her speech that she did in front of the courthouse um and we can open up some dialogue about that okay um it's heavy, not going to lie, but it's insightful. One moment. I agree. It is very insightful. When I heard it today, um, I actually heard two different ones. Yeah, she did too. Um, but they both were like crazy. It just, that last one I watched, I just was heartbroken. Um, definitely something that I don't want her to, uh, like I don't, it's one of the things like you just you can't do nothing for somebody like it sucks like I, I I feel her pain even though it hasn't that hasn't directly happened to me but I feel her pain like I literally feel what she's feeling yeah so I'm gonna play it now as you all can tell I'm very angry I am very angry I stand here in the spirit of my sister who fought for justice until her dying day for my father standing outside protesting she called the CCRB to do this investigation, and they didn't do their job. We called the Department of Justice. They didn't do their job. So no, I'm going to stand outside and I'm going to scream it. Pantaleo needs to be fired. He needs to be fired. There is no waiting. There is no nothing. The statute of limitation ends tomorrow. Eric dies 7-17-14. We're 7-16-19. Five years later, and there's still no justice. So no, there won't be no calm. No, there won't be no peace. No justice, no peace. As you all can- 
So, um, <sighs> the reason why that was so impactful to me, right? I went through two emotions when I listened. I can't. The first emotion, and this is where black people need to check black people. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, why would she, why would she go up there yelling, like, with no coof in front of those white folks? Mm-hmm. Then I caught myself. And I was like, damn, that's heroic as fuck. It is. I have never in my life seen a a press conference that powerful, mm. that real. Not from no black woman. No? Never. I have. But that was still, like, touched me, though. Yeah. In fear of being, I'm angry. Mm-hmm. That's how she started. I'm angry. Mm-hmm. Right? Because people, I feel like people uh, respond to emotion. Yeah. And that was raw. No, that definitely was, like, on impulse, like, this is what I'm feeling. You're going to get everything that I'm feeling right now. And I don't care how you feel about it. Yeah. I don't care what's coming out of my mouth. These words is coming. Yeah. (laughs) And I hope they hit you where it hurts. Absolutely. And and this is why I feel like she should be our life hacker this week. Because she spoke in her truth. Yeah. She spoke in how she felt. Mm-hmm. And she was real about it. 100%. Not only was she calling to action the people who are in power to fire this man, <laughs> but she also she- called <laughs> black people to the table. Yep. Because I instantly thought, what could I do? Mm-hmm. Five years later, I'm thinking, what can I do? But what can we do? I mean, reach the mm-hmm. internet. To, I sat and I thought, mm-hmm. and the internet is a world wide web. You can literally slide in anyone's DMs and simply ask, "How can we help?" That's true. That's it. That's true. That's it. I saw um, they did a protest on JFK um, JFK Turnpike in New York. Okay. And they simply held up traffic with a with a poster that said, I can't breathe. Wow. Powerful. Wow. In New York. But but it was only four people. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm listening. That's crazy. I wish. I wish I'd known. No, your facts. That is something that is effective than standing in front of the courthouse. For me. Standing before the courthouse sometimes to me doesn't really seem effective because we've been doing it for years and nothing has changed. Now, if you hold up traffic in New York, (laughs) oh, they pissed. They are pissed. But I feel like there has been things like that done, you know? Um, Like protests, not just in the courthouse. Protests where um, things are being uh, affected that, like, like you said, holding up traffic, whatever. Um, Maybe not necessarily in New York, but like other areas of the world. But I'm like, as much as we still do these protests, as much as we still do these um, petitions or whatever, like, I feel like nothing still gets done for us. And and like, I don't see that much justice. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because even like, think about it. Like, we've been doing this since, I'm just going to say Trayvon Martin, but I'm pretty sure it was before that too. (laughs) Protests. Well, I meant like as far as like Black Lives Matter. That's the first thing that came to my head. Mm Um, we've been doing this for years and years and years and years and years, and st- we still get, for lack of a better word, shitted on. Mm-hmm. Nothing happens for us. We don't get justice. There's like mate, like minor situations where we get justice. Um, so I'm just wondering, like, is, is there something else we should be doing? Like, what else can we do? Or is there even a solution to any of this? Is this gonna stop cops from killing us? Is it gonna stop, um? you know, non-black, because I'm not even going to put it just on white people, but non-black people from being afraid of us. Did you see, the, it was the, the, the freaking, this, in Ohio, a cop went into, a, I think, a social security building to ask a question. He had a full uniform arm, uh, uniform on, gun and everything. The security guard threw, drew his gun out on him because he had a gun. Nigga, I'm a police officer. Hmm. A black police officer. A white security guard drew his gun on this police officer because he wouldn't put his gun away. He said, I can't do that. I'm on duty. Mm. 
and held. You can you. It's a video. You can see him holding the gun, like pointing a gun at him. And the cop just like defused the situation, walked away. Cause in his, if for him he like I could be shot right now. This is crazy. Yeah. But again, like I don't, I don't know. To me, I just feel like there's, and I'm not saying it to discourage us from continuing to protest and continue to do anything, but I just feel like what when is it going to be over? Mm-hmm. When is what? What's the road going to lead to? I don't know. I feel like um, if we have a like a an approach of thinking that nothing will happen from what we do, like thoughts are are matter. Thoughts matter. And I'm not saying nothing will happen. I'm just wondering what is the what's going to happen <laughs> we've been literally we've been doing this in civil rights before that mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. ain't nothing change yeah i'm you just can't stop because the know. because the battle is bigger than us it's for the babies you know and mm-hmm. um i think it first starts with creating safe space for safe spaces for ourselves and empowering one another. I think it starts there at the bare minimum, you know, mm-hmm. so that, um, hell, even if we start a black wall street again, like, yo, <laughs> keeping the dollar within the community, yeah. because I think like about the Asian community and how they own all of the Chinese stores everywhere and the nail salons everywhere. <laughs> and yeah, you never hear them protesting and being upset about, do you hear anything from the Asian community? I mean, not here in America. I don't know what they're doing over there in China. Oh, yeah, but I'm talking about in America. Oh, I yeah, don't, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't know the dynamic of the culture there, but, like, nothing. They keep their dollar within themselves, like, in, mm-hmm. within their communities. Mm-hmm. They support each other. They they will buy a house, a four, fam, five, four or five family house, and have the whole family live there. Yeah, we don't, yeah, that's another issue, too, because we get taught, like, Oh, you're 18? Move out the house. Excuse me? What? They will work their their family's business and and keep rotating that money. So I think it starts there. How do we do that, though? How do we get to rally everyone up? Because I feel like it's a generational thing. I, I agree with you. Like, we have to start. We have to come together as a community. I think I've seen us come together in the past couple of years more than we have been, but it's still a big divide. Like we are a community of people that are built on survival and like by any, any means necessary. And that sometimes means kicking each other down. I mean, even with like my personal self and my personal life, like I feel like when I was in survival mode, I was more bitchy. Mm hmm. Um, and now that I am like leveling out and stabilizing, Mm -hmm. my mind thinks differently. Mm -hmm. So I think it'll be some time before we are completely out of survival mode as a community. But I think what we have done so far and how people are supporting each other, supporting black women, supporting black women, uh, black men going into the schools and being, being a beacon of hope to the younger yeah, um, the younger community um, beyond the rappers on TV. Mm-hmm. I think that's huge. Just that alone, because I remember when I was growing up, I didn't see a lot of a lot of successful black folk. No, no. Young black folk. Right. Yep. Because my my family did well. Right. For themselves. Mm-hmm. But they were like older. So it was different to me. Yeah. But to see uh, a like. Right. Someone that looks more more closer to my age, it hits different. It does. It affects different. And I think it starts there because then kids start to believe that they can do something different. Do you think um, the images on TV, if that decreases, it'll help our community too? Like, because um, when you said, uh, you said something that made me think about uh, social media, not social media, reality TV. Mm-hmm made me think about like Real Housewives or Love and Hip Hop. Like the negative images we have of ourselves and the 
because I feel like all that is negative. It's entertaining to people, and it has been to me in the past, too, but I stopped watching it because it became just the same old stuff, and we're, like, fighting each other, especially black women and black women. It's, like, always a fight, always a fight, always a fight. Do you think if that was to change, if that was to be removed, would that help our community? Um, Removed? I don't think it'll ever be removed, so I don't even think that's an option. But what I do think, if there's more insecures or there's more, like, like but mad people don't even TV watch that. Shows, uh, there's more TV shows or more things in the media of black people just being normal. It is, but I feel like those things highlight. You know I, what I'm saying? I don't, I don't think so. I don't think they highlight. Mm. I don't think they are the... so Because I remember when I was younger, I, I mean, maybe... I was highly impacted by um, a different world. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of my peers were as well. And I think blackish, I think grownish, those are steps in a good direction. No, I'm not saying they're having that. the conversation. And I and I and, and and even there are even trashy white TV shows, you know what I mean, that will just never never go away. But they also see themselves as the doctors and the lawyers in the TV shows as well. Mm-hmm. So at a certain point, like I understand that for so long there hasn't been the option but we're in a world now where there's an option and if you choose to continue to perpetuate and feed yourself negativity at some point it's your fault and you're just the person that will be left behind in the in the revolution i think i'm just more so think about kids teenagers and stuff kids they're too. not like yeah they're gonna it's i feel like it's kind of hard to say like if you keep feeding yourself that because a lot of teenagers or kids they're gonna just do what their peers do like they're not gonna really like do it because an adult says it you know what i'm saying like don't feed into watching this or whatever like i agree there are things that are we have a lot of things that are more powerful more impactful and more positive but just like with anything i feel like the negative outweighs the good sometimes like there are still these images and with those images are, like I said before, what people, non-black people see when they see us. They don't see that the, a different world. They don't see blackish in us. They We can see it in us, which is fine. But if we if we really think about it, they are the ones that carry, like, so, the, the most weight in this world to help to, you know, we, we, I don't know. I think it's sort of like, like, you uh, like your relationship with yourself, like if you start to feel one way and radiate this energy, people will receive you that way. And I think it's the same for the black community, right? So mm-hmm. if not everybody will get on the boat right. at the same time, but if we continue to to move and march in that direction, and if people like you and I go back into the schools and start a little brother, little sister program, mm-hmm. and they're, we're cool in their mind right not old and decrepit in their mind Mm -hmm. so now they want to they want to do what we do right so we got to lead by example and then eventually the mindset changes of the young folk and then as the mindset of the change the mindset changes as a young folk the culture changes Mm -hmm. the culture shifts yes there'll always be garbage yeah yeah but it again it's what you choose to absorb if you're one of those kids that's just like i don't ever i don't want to go to the orientation <laughs> yeah. i don't want to go to aftercare right okay that's fine we got to have both 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 ends of the spectrum and mm-hmm. that's fine but as long as we i think providing options and opportunity is is what is the cornerstone of the movement of the revolution yeah of changing the face of black people. Mm-hmm. Cause then eventually they'll just, the people who are not black will catch on. Yeah. We just got to do the work. <laughs> we just had to, it has to start like with someone in our community. And when I say community, I mean like in your specific community, somebody got to start somewhere and bring everybody else on board. That, that's just it. Like, yeah. And that's just it. And that's why we need the Emerald Gardeners. Yes. To come <laughs> out there and speak raw like that facts for us to let down our guards and be vulnerable with one another Mm -hmm. i think that's a huge part a huge issue in the black community right because we forget that we all got human human yeah characteristics and human feeling yeah and then we felt to connect with one another and the more you felt to connect with one another someone exists in a silo Mm -hmm. and they're going crazy and they're depressed and when you're depressed you're in survival mode what you what you radiate is negativity Mm-hmm. Then negativity 
attracts to you and it just continues on that circle in that existence so create ecosystems find an ecosystem a healthy ecosystem that works for you Mm -hmm. go out of your go out of your normal day-to-day and reach out to the other black girl down at the end of the other bar yeah we gotta we definitely gotta bring that uh black girl magic and black girl support to each other on a daily basis like, and see, I think that is happening. No, I do. I agree. I completely agree. It's happening. But you know, you got a little. Well, I'm, and I'm just talking about like in your own circumference, in your own circle. When you see other things happening, you're like, all right, you got to stop. Don't do that. Right, yeah. Like, you know, we got to help each other out when we see it happening around each other, around our, like our, around our circle. Circle. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, we have to like be more proactive with that. But I do agree. I think it's happening a lot. That uh, That's why I wrote Tammy Roman name down because she was talking about it. Because uh, Basketball Wives is, you know, one of those shows. And she was on D.L. Hughley's radio show. And she was mentioning, like, she saw how much she was contributing to the negativity between her and her black castmates. Like, I'm bringing this negativity to this show. I need to draw back from doing that. So I'm not going to allow the network to feed into this drama that happened that one isolated incident happened now you want to bank on that to make your ratings no we're going to talk about my business we're going to talk about my relationship with my daughters we're going to talk about my relationship with my, with my fiance we're going to talk about those things so those things that matter to me that's who i am not mm-hmm. this one argument i had with this girl yeah. six months ago absolutely so um i feel like this goes along with i have a a quote of the day and um, something a mentor taught me years ago, I had to be like 16, and um, is you don't see the world as it is, you see the world as you are. So if you only see negativity in the world, you need to look within and figure out what you're radiating mm-hmm. to the world. Because like attracts like. <sighs> so Makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think about that. What the hell do I say? <laughs> I see a lot in this world. It's <laughs> a lot going on inside of me. <laughs> a lot of us, and, and that's and that's perfectly fine. So it's a lot. It's a lot. Are we finished? Um, we are, but I do. Oh, have black a, um, tea, no sugar. Yeah. And I actually, because we were talking about this, black women standing up for each other and shit, or for ourselves. Um, I don't even know this lady, but I remember Taraji just did a movie on it. Her name is, oh, that's not it. <laughs> Her name is Ann Atwater. She did the movie with this guy recently. Uh, I forgot the name of the movie. I'll find it. But um, she was an American civil rights activist in Durham, North Carolina. Throughout her career, she helped improve the quality of life in Durham through programs such as Operation Breakthrough, a community organization, organization dedicated to fight the war on poverty. Um, she is best known as one of the co-chairs of a char- of a charit in 1971 to reduce school violence and ensure peaceful school desegregation. Um, it I didn't see this movie, but I remember in the movie like oh, it was called Best in- Best of Enemies. I just remember seeing like the trailer and remember her being a quote unquote angry black woman. <laughs> um, it did show her very irate, very like angry, but she was fighting for her people. Like that's what she was literally trying to do and trying to get this white Ku Klux Klan member on board with her. Mm. And I think it became the best of any, I think it became friends at the end of the movie. I think, I don't know in real life, but I didn't see it. So I can't really say much about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, in at water, that was her name. I think I'm going to watch the movie now. Nice, nice, nice. Um, so in closing, I just want to encourage you guys, um, if you like the content that we are creating, um, if you like the space that we're trying to create for our fellow adults that are trying to learn to adult and mm. figure this out together Thanks. and balance life and emotions and all that stuff, if you are like Ken, add a like Ken share it share an episode um put it on your story whatever every little bit helps um we just our whole platform is service for our people yes and and not just blacks but young adults millennials Millennials. and a little bit before millennials as well um to help each other figure it out maybe we can 
eventually will start having events and stuff like that. Needless to say, share 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 our episodes. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell, tell a, a hoe. Ho. <laughs> <laughs> um, continue to nominate your life hackers, please, 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 and all that good stuff. Um, yeah. I think uh, I think we're done. <laughs> I think we're done. This episode was pretty dope. All right. All right, Bye, guys. guys. Bye.